I'm extremely nervous, um, not because of talking, but because I believe that when you teach or share anything about the Lord, that there's a weight that goes with that. We don't take it lightly when we talk about Jesus, and it's, it, it's a serious, beautiful, joyful, wonderful gospel. Um, and over the past, or I guess I'd say six to eight months, I've had to change my mind and my heart and to open my eyes to what the Holy Spirit is saying in the Word of God, not what I just hear from every, every podcast that I listen to and you pick up different things, but what's, what's the Word say? And my journey into Christianity was a long one because I grew up in a Christian home. I loved the Lord. I knew that He loved me. But things happened in my life, traumatic events, that altered a part of my course. I got heavily involved into drugs um, from the age of about 16. I was drinking every night. Um, one night I drank myself to death. I died. There was a, a three-hour gap where my mum was out at Bible study. I sculled a leader of Johnny Walker. And when my mum found me and my sister woke up, I was dead. Mum prayed in tongues and life came back into me. You would have thought that would have been enough at 16 to repent, to change the way I thought about life, the way about the Lord. But it wasn't. There was something that lacked in my life and I'm going to talk a bit about it today, and that's called a decision. It's a choice that we have, that when the kingdom of God prevents, uh, presents itself, we have an opportunity to choose it. All through my life, the Lord came through. He saved me from overdoses. He saved me from uh, disease and sexually transmitted disease. He saved me from all sorts of... Um, bashings and stabbings where people were getting beaten up, shot at places we used to hang out, nothing would come near me. And I, I grew a, an arrogance because I'd be that annoying person that would be high on drugs talking about Jesus. I was righteous, yet doing lines of coke and putting MDMA in my mouth and sleeping around. That's not what righteous people do. First John terrifies me. I started reading the Bible and it's terrifying. We are righteous because of faith. But faith without works is dead. So our righteousness is dead without faith. Oh, it's terrifying. And as I grew and I would talk to my friends, I'd even lead them to the Lord. Could you imagine that? Smoking cones in a group and two of your mates fall under the power of the Holy Spirit and give their lives to the Lord. What is that? Running out of the car because of the heaviness. Yet I wasn't righteous. I was acting like a sinner. I was a hypocrite. I wasn't shining the light of God. Yet God just uses a donkey, and I guess he could use me as well. <laughs> He's amazing. And the more you behold his beauty, the more you look at him, the less of the world is on us. 
See, it's not like different things are going to try and jump. They will jump on you every day. Sin will always try and jump in if you're not looking and beholding. We take our eyes off him, there is sin at the doorstep waiting to ensnare us and to trap us. Whether it be through frustrations, whether it be through unforgiveness, whether it be through, uh, you know, fornications, um, all those type of wickedness of the flesh, it's always waiting when we take our eyes off Jesus the Christ. And I say the Christ because he is anointed of God. He is not Jesus stuck in a little manger and white. He is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, King of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. He deserves our honor and our respect, and that when he says we are righteous, we are to walk righteously. We are not to... <laughs> you know, as in, when I was preparing this, the Lord put a couple of things on my heart. I thought it was silly. But he said... How can we be walking righteous when we fill ourselves with Game of Thrones? Can I hit some things? How can we be righteous when we glorify two and a half men? When these people glorify group sex, drug taking, how can we glorify Jesus Christ and expect the fire of God to come upon our lives to transform things when we ourselves will not be transformed? It's terrifying. Now, I've said all that, and I'm going to open up. There's a couple of scriptures I'd love to get through, but let's just see where you want to go, Lord. See, one John says, Dear little children, as he is righteous, so are you are righteous. He that commits sin is of the devil. These scriptures I, I skim over five years ago. I would stick by faith and I wouldn't go to the rest of it. I'd be, I'd be stuck there going, yeah, I'm righteous. Yep. And I looked at my life and was wondering why there was no power, there was no authority. And I want to read some things. And it's in Luke 3. Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of Itura, in the region of Trachonicus, and of Licinius and tetrarch of Albaline, You've got to realize that these people, where, Jesus, where John the Baptist and Jesus came, were surrounded by enemies. They were in a group of people that would tax them, murder them, enslave them. He came in a chaotic period. Ananias and Caiaphas were being the high priests. They were stealing from the people. The religious people were stealing from God's people, saying that you can't come and have repentance unless you bring an offering terrifying and he came into the country about Jordan preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins as it is written in the book of the word of Isaiah the prophet saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make his paths straight every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low the crooked shall be made straight 
the rough ways will be made smooth. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. (laughs) Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, we go to church every Sunday, and we grew up in a Christian home. I paraphrase there. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Oh, Jesus, this is just terrifying. If you think of yourself as a tree and you produce fruit, what sort of fruit are we producing? God, it's terrifying. I've taken this gospel so lightly. Honestly, I've been terrified for eight months reading this. Because what sort of fruit will the Father, when he chews on my fruit, will it be fruit that's perished? Will he bite into the apple that sort of looks good on the outside, but inside it's rotted out and got a worm in it? What am I putting into my life? What's going into my root system that comes up the systemic root system into the apple to the fruit? What's coming into my life? Hello? What's coming in? Is it him? Or is it a form of godliness that we do not deny the power thereof? Is it a form of goodness and godliness, but we deny his anointing? Jesus was great until he was anointed. Do you know that? Everyone loved him. And then the Holy Spirit came upon him. <laughs> Satan didn't like that. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Hello, there we go. <laughs> It's the anointing. And now also the axe is laid at the root of the trees. If we are a tree, be careful. Every tree, therefore, which brings not forth good fruit is chopped down and cast into the fire. The people asked him, saying, this is what really caught me out when I read this. Because I always thought, if I just say that I'm righteous, I'm righteous. What shall we do? I never would have thought I would have said that two years ago, that we had to do something, that we actually had to take steps in obedience of righteousness, that we actually had to pray, that this word is a mirror, and if I look at it, does my life line up with it? You need to ask yourselves that question, because I had to. It says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. God, help us. With fear and trembling. You know, we love John 3.16. I don't know if we like that other one. I've had to. I looked at my life and gone, God, I know you, but do you know me? (laughs) Will he say, come into the kingdom? Or will he say, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, you who practice iniquity, you who cast out devils, healed the sick, but depart from me. And this is, this is what the people said. 
John speaking here, he said, He that has two coats, let him impart to him that has none. He that has food, let him likewise do the same. Also the publicans came and said, Master, what shall we do? Exact no more than what is appointed to you. John the Baptist was saying, this is what the kingdom looks like. Is if your brother is without, you give to your brother. If you have two coats, you give him another. If you're in a place of authority financially, you don't exact more than what's been given to you. If something costs 30 cents, that's what it is. The Lord had to get me in that in business. You know? Hello. Exact no more than what is appointed to you. The soldiers came. What should we do? Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, be content with your wages. And as the people were expecting, and all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not, John answered, saying, I indeed baptized you with water, but one mightier than I comes, the latch of whose shoes I am not worthy to unleash. And this is where we're coming to, guys. This is what happens if we walk in repentance and we change our lives to line up with what the Word of God says. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Oh. Oh. I want to know and ask this question, is if there is no fire in our lives, who's wrong? Where do we sit and where do we stand? I believe that we've missed a chink in the last 15, 20 years, and that's the preaching of repentance. To change the way we think about the kingdom, to change the way we think about this world, and to line our lives up wholly with this. We're not to line ourselves up with Instagram and rules. I don't have to bench press 100 kilos. Hello? I don't have to watch disastrous things that are detrimental to my spiritual growth. Two years ago, I would have been happy to watch MA15 movie with a heap of sex scenes in it. Now I have to turn it off. Because if the King of Kings, the glory on high, is dwelling within me, have no with darkness. What does that mean? To have no fellowship with darkness. It means that when darkness and I allow it to come in, I'm fellowshipping with it. I'm looking at it going, wow, I'm accepting your darkness, OTV. <laughs> OTV, there is darkness in you and I'm accepting it into my life. It is now part of me and now in your mind you are being renewed unto death. It's terrifying. We watch this stuff and expecting the Holy Spirit to come with fire, but he doesn't come because we're sitting in unholy confessing ourselves to be servants to righteousness, yet we are slaves to sin under a pseudo-disguise that I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to tear down. And this is why I've been terrified to talk about this, because it's terrifying. to start living by it as well. <laughs> I was um, 
doing my paperwork and a movie came on. Now I'm going to get raw. And I knew the movie was wrong. And I was, George and I were arguing and just fussing. <laughs> Nothing serious, but just... <laughs> and a movie that came on that I knew that in the first 30 seconds was something I used to enjoy. But I had a decision. Can someone say decision? We need to decide to turn something off. We need to decide not to listen to something. Even though it's fun and exhilarating for 10, 15 seconds, we need to turn it off. Hello. My friends, I used to listen to Slipknot, Murder Dolls, Cradle of Filth. I can't listen to that anymore. Many of you, thank the Lord, will never know what that is. I used to listen to Corn. Does someone know Corn at least? Yeah, there's some metal heads up the back. The one of them is, yeah. Have no fellowship with it. I can't listen to it anymore. I was at a, mo I mean, this is amazing, but I was at a mosh pit at a Slipknot concert and I was going nuts. Absolute nuts. Banging into people, smoking weed. You know, there's, oh, I won't go into the words, but. You know what the Holy Spirit said to me? How can you worship Satan like that and not worship me? Have no fellowship with darkness. Oh, it's terrifying. I got Georgie to put Jesus is Lord, and I probably should have put a question mark next to it. Because if his Lord and his Lordship is total, I wonder how many of us are actually lying to ourselves. I know I was for a long period of time. I would say that he's Lord. But he wasn't. I want to go to... I'm good to keep going? You're not going to kick me off? You sure? This is my first time, so like, if you want me to go, I can. All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know, my prayer lately is kill me. <laughs> what is that? Just keep killing me. Just keep getting the stuff that's in me that holds me back from holding his glory because I, my life, I want to be a vessel that he can pour into. So anything that in me needs to be killed you know, in stagnant water, mozzies grow and stuff like that, and you put a chemical in and it, it disperses all the, it purifies it. Ugh. Get it out. And we only get it out by renewing our mind with this. So the only thing, I, if, if you can take anything away today, is that we need to repent every day and change our way we think and look to him. So please just take that away. <laughs> I want to go to John 6. And it is, this is, um, it's a big, big chapter. Where are we? Basically, Jesus has, you know, 5,000 have been fed. Jesus has got a lot of people following him. A lot. And where are I? I just got, I've lost my spot. 
Okay, we'll start here. Verse 48. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eats of this bread, he shall live forever. God. If we eat of Jesus, we shall live forever. Do we believe that? He shall live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh. Oh, thank you. Which I will give for the life of the world. Oh. While we're yet sinners, God died for the ungodly, eh? The Jews thereof strove among themselves, saying, How can the man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up. Oh, raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eats me shall live by me. We are to walk as he walked. We are ambassadors of heaven. We are not ambassadors of the world trying to fit in. We are not people that will wear skinny jeans and cool little clothing so the world may love us. That's not what we're about. We're not about darkening things. We're not about anything else but the gospel of Jesus Christ because everyone's going to hell without it. It's terrifying. I never would have said that two years ago either. Oh, just keep breaking me. Oh. These things he said in the synagogue in a religious setting as he taught in Capernaum. Oh. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto you, Does this offend you? We've got to be offensive sometimes, eh? What we have is truth. Romans 1 talks about a people that hold truth in unrighteousness. God help us. We hold Jesus. Jesus said, I am the truth, I am the way. But we hold him in an unrighteous standing. Guys, it's time to bring holiness back to the church. What if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Oh. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that would believe not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me, except it were given to me of the Father. See, a lot of these people followed Jesus for what he could do for them. 
I want you to really think about that because I was like that. It's terrifying. I followed him for what he could do in my life. And that's a good thing to also have, but that's not what we follow him for. We follow him because he has the words of truth. He has the words of eternal life. We want to know the father of creation. We sing about it. We want to know him intimately and deeply. That's the whole essence of the Christian walk is to know him, know the one that sent him. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father, and we are to believe that. And a belief is not just saying that we believe it, but an outworking, a walking it out with fear and trembling. This is the thing that's terrifying. From that time, after Jesus had said all these things, this is John 6, 66, by the way, 666. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. See, they were hoping that Jesus would come in and sort their problems out. They were hoping that he would overthrow the Roman Empire. They would stop the taxes. And Simon Peter answered the Lord, because Jesus asked him, what are you guys going to do? You have the words to eternal life. Do we believe that? Do we really believe that? If the music team would like to come up and just start playing in the background. Do we really believe that Jesus has the words of eternal life? Do you believe it? Then we need to start walking in it. We need to start picking it up and laying it down. We are to be holy as he is holy. We are to walk righteously as he is righteous. We are to look at Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith. We're going to stumble. We're going to muck up. It's not about being perfect, tick, tick, tick. But it's about looking at Jesus Christ, walking as holy, making decisions, righteous decisions of to run away, just like Joseph did in the Old Testament, run away from evil. When Jonah came to Nineveh and preached repentance, a whole town was transformed because he preached repentance. Change the way you're doing things because the kingdom of heaven is coming and is here. And if we do not line ourselves up with the kingdom of heaven, I wonder how many we might miss out on crowns. I wonder how many of us will be vessels of hay and rubble that are saved through the fire. But I wonder how many of us are going to be gold, purified in the fire of love. When Jesus looks at us and says, good and faithful servant, we are to be slaves of righteousness. We've been set free from the law of sin and death. My friends, let's not have fellowship with darkness because it, it doesn't please him. It doesn't please him when we watch that stuff. It doesn't please him. And if we love him as he has loved us, which is the commandment, it's not an option, if you're a follower, that is, 
I ask any of you tonight, or today, not tonight, to, to make a decision in your heart to choose life. If you have any, any darkness that you're fellowshipping, rid yourself of it immediately. Have no fellowship with it. We want the anointing to come. We want, we want the fire of God to burn in us. And He is only coming on a holy people, separated unto Himself. Coming on a disobedient race to bring the kingdom of God. No, a pure bride. We are to be a pure bride without spot and without wrinkle. Hello. It's the righteousness of God that's revealed. The just shall live by faith. Faith in the Son of God. Not faith in net. Believe what's on the internet. We believe the word. We believe it. Stand up. Then you worship God and you make a decision in your heart. A decision as we sing this song. I'm not sure what it is, but I think it's going to be fun. Make a decision in your heart today that we are slaves to righteousness and all darkness needs to be uprooted. Whether you need to come out the front, make a declaration today that we are no longer slaves to sin. Bless you. I love you. Jesus loves you.